0: Welcome to WDW for Families, the original family-friendly trip planning podcast, helping you plan your Disney vacation for over five years.
1: All right, welcome to WDW for Families, and it's another guy's night. It's a a strenuous podcast, as we talk about the 30th year of the Walt Disney World Marathon weekend. And this will be uh, an exciting podcast. It's our, I think this is our eighth or ninth run disney podcast i think we've skipped a year or so but uh we generally talk about the disney marathon weekend and this is more of not only our marathon weekend show but it's become kind of our run disney show so for people that are interested in run disney or you're interested in marathon weekend or you're not interested but it's the only weekend you can bring your family to disney then you need to know things. We're here to talk about it, and here with me, all the way from the Wild West, the youngest member of our crew. Actually, not the youngest, but the newest member of our crew, Kevin Hackett. How are you, Kevin? Man, I'm fantastic. How are you? Uh, I'm a I'm a seven. Seven, solid. Yeah. No, sevens don't count, man. <laughs> Can't say seven. All right. All right. <laughs> and and the great state of Tennessee, Randy. How are you?
0: I'm doing great.
1: Doing great. All right, man of many words tonight. Uh, uh, so, the ladies aren't here again tonight. Uh, Charity is got some stuff she had to do. She was reporting to us, and and Stephanie's just in that time of life with, I think she's got a senior and a sophomore in high school, and I think she is running around busy tonight. Uh, hopefully, they'll be able to join us in a couple of weeks and join us again. So, uh, anyways, it's been a while since we've been on the podcast because the holidays and such. Randy, uh, did you, uh, anything exciting happened to you recently? Any updates on the Whitman family?
0: Uh, we've, yeah, we have, we had a great uh, winter break or I guess a Christmas break and and uh, ended up, you know, we, we, we took a trip to Mexico. We go visit friends down there every year. That was wonderful. And uh, on, we go south of San Diego, and on the way out there, we stopped for two days of Disneyland, which was wonderful. And uh, they were a little rainy, but not, not uh, kill-the-mood rainy, so it was, it was fun. Got to ride some new-to-us rides and uh, had a good experience there. So that's kind of our Disney, our Disney uh, update, but yeah, we're good. We, we, we also have a senior... And a junior, oh, so wow. we're we also have a, have a busy uh, busy life going on right now.
1: Yeah, and you said you went to Disneyland, and we're going to hear more about that next week as we do uh, trip reports from your Disneyland trip and my most recent Disney World trip. That should be exciting. I want to. I really am curious to hear what you thought about Avengers Campus and some of the stuff over there at Disneyland, and we'll talk about that later. Kevin, how have you been over the winter break? Well, we, we
2: for the first time, I mentioned this on a previous podcast, we stayed home for the Christmas holidays, which is very unusual for the Hackett family. We normally travel up to the panhandle of Texas to see the rest of my family, but this time they came and visited us, and it was uh, it was a lot of fun. We really just enjoyed kind of being home for the first time in a long, long time, and we're in a new home. And so it's kind of interesting trying to figure out where to put all the new decorations and their old decorations, but just a new location. So, um, but yeah, we're, uh, we're just in enjoying, um, enjoying what, where we're at and, and life in general. It's fun. Having two, uh, two kids, uh, eight and 10 is really a fun age and they're fun to take to Disney. You know, it's a fun age to take kids to Disney at that, at those ages.
1: All right. Yep, that's that is. And uh, the Lloyd family, we're doing good. I I guess everybody's giving kid age updates. Mine is uh, my oldest uh, was back from college the other day. He's his next production is uh, his enemy of the people. And I I forget what character he's playing, but he's doing that at uh, his university. And then uh, my oldest son is a senior and he is playing Captain Hook in Peter and the Star Catcher. And then we've got uh, Brewer, of course. Anyways, so uh, I don't really know how to start, other than this was the craziest. Um, I've got a story to tell you on the, on the front end. I'm just going to tell you, okay? This this was nuts, okay? So, as you, as some of you know, I have run every Dopey Challenge. This is the tenth year of the Dopey Challenge. For those of you who don't know what the Adobe Challenge is, that is a that is a challenge where you sign up to run the five k. The 10K, the half marathon, and the full marathon on successive days at Disney World for Disney Marathon Weekend. Always taking place either the first full weekend of January or the second full weekend of January. So this is the 10th year of the Disney Challenge. So it's it's kind of a thing, and you're given perfect status. They give you extra bling for being perfect. And I was paranoid about getting there because of all the Southwest trouble. So um, I did not want to lose my perfect status. So what I did was I started freaking out the week before when Southwest was having all their trouble. And I actually canceled my flights because I was scheduled to fly to Colorado Springs for a conference and then fly from there to Orlando. So I canceled the conference completely and just said, I'll just go straight to Orlando and I'll take my chances on Southwest because I can drive if all else fails. So I get a call from the guy who runs the conference, and he says, hey, we're going to give one of your best friends an award in Colorado Springs. We want you to be there. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I should go. The stuff at Southwest had kind of cleared up after a few days. I felt safe about it. In fact, I canceled my Southwest and booked on American just to make sure. And so I fly out to Colorado Springs, and my flight from Colorado Springs to Dallas is fine, and wouldn't you know it? My flight to Dallas got canceled. There was a huge storm of storm, a uh, group of storms all the way up through Northwest Florida or Northeast Florida.
0: Not Southwest and, fault.
1: Not Southwest's fault. Every airline was cannon their flights, every one of them. I, the guy, I was sitting next to a guy at the kiosk. He showed me where a flight got canceled. We both sprinted to the American desk um, and he got on the very last flight out of Dallas and grabbed my phone and showed me how to do it. I got on the very last flight out of Dallas, just praying that we would get there. They cancel all, they canceled the three o'clock flight. They canceled the four o'clock flight. They canceled the five o'clock flight. They canceled the six o'clock flight. Finally, the seven o'clock flight goes, they canceled the eight o'clock flight. So we're on pins and needles. They keep delaying us, delaying us, moving us, moving us. We finally get on the tarmac, we start to roll and we slow down and something's broken in the comm. And they're about to call us back and it starts working again or whatever, I don't understand. We started going again and we went. I landed in Orlando at 1.30 in the morning. The door gets stuck. We sat on the tarmac for 35 minutes. I finally got to the Mears transfer station at 2:45, the driver of our mirrors—this you can't even make this stuff up. She gets lost. She takes us somewhere, and she has no clue where Art of Animation, which is the first place she was going, is. And it's 3:12 when I finally get dropped off at Coronado Springs. I literally walk to my room, grab my running shoes, and walk to the race start because the race starts in an hour from then it was it was nuts all to keep that perfect status that was probably a much boring boring boringer story than i thought it was going to be but it was ridiculous no that 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 really is ridiculous i i'm sitting here on pins and needles just hearing the
2: i mean i know you did it because you showed me your your bling what you got which is really pretty sweet i don't know if you can you tell people what it is
1: yeah, sure they gave us, us a perfect, we have a perfect marathon lunchbox and a hat and a free OtterBox coupon and a couple of cookies, and that that may not sound like a lot, but I mean, Disney doesn't just hand out stuff a lot of times. And well, and that's and, pretty.
2: That's a pretty exclusive number of those that are going to get handed out.
1: Yeah, and there, there's only 450 of us left. Um, that, that have done all 10 of those things. Anyways, yeah, that, that was my excitement story and they interviewed me before the race and blah 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 yada yada. So it happened. So you heard that story. Any questions about this year's 2023 Disney World Marathon Weekend?
0: Was it still cold? I mean, it's been so cold it seems, uh, at least in my neck of the woods. Was it pretty cold on the run?
1: Well, I, you know, Randy, I've told, we've talked about this for years, usually, and what I've said to everybody is that generally at Disney Race Weekend, there's one day that's going to be really cold, and there's one day that's going to be really hot. This was the best running weather I think we've ever had. It was in the low 70s, high 60s every day. Um, I think at the half, we started in the high 40s, but it climbed up really fast um, into the low 60s, and so it, it was... It was really great running weather. I, you couldn't have asked for anything better this year. And it was just great park weather because it never really got super cold at night either. I, I wore a, um, I, I would put on a hoodie about seven o'clock and we were really comfortable
2: uh, all week. So what was the most unique character that you saw that you were really excited about um, being there?
1: Well, they, the, the, this year's theme, and they've never done a theme for the Disney uh, Marathon Weekend before. This year they did. Their theme was 90s. And so they had a bunch of the Disney afternoon television characters there. And the most unique was uh, was Fat Cat and Gizmo from the Rescue Rangers, the villain from Rescue Rangers, and the Monty, not, Mon, not Gizmo. Gizmo wasn't there. My wife actually dressed like Gizmo for one of the races but monty the guy with the big uh, big mustache and the, the pilot hat from rescue rangers the big guy, i think he's a mouse i think he's a large mouse anyways so that was that, the most
0: so let me let me dive down this rabbit trail then okay. because i know that you are a character expert at one point there was like a website that was like check off you know every character that you've had a picture with, and you were like number one in the country or something oh, like no. that. So, I mean, tell me a little bit about your your character meet and greet uh, addiction that you've had. I think maybe you've you've overcome that, but uh, <laughs> tell me just a touch about that, and, uh, and 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 whether you're still number one in the country.
1: No, I, I was never number one in the country. I was. I was a part of a community of people that uh, connected through social media. There was a lot of us. There is a website that's got a checklist, and I forget what those guys' names are. I, I know who they are. They're really preeminent in the character world. Even saying that is creepy. But there is a, uh, you know, I just, when I was a kid, my parents never let me see the characters when we would go to Opryland, and it always bothered me. I always wanted to see them. And then when when uh, when Brock, our oldest son, started going to Disney World when he was young, we just he wanted to see the characters really bad. I was like, he's going to see as many characters as he wants, and I kind of went all in, went a little crazy about it. We go on Disney trips, and just like we would have people who work at Disney call us and like, hey, this character's going to be over here at this time, and we would just we would they we got to know people really well and it it just became a thing for a while. It's not a thing much anymore. We still will stop for a character once in a while, but we're not, that's not our modus operandis anymore. When we go to Disney world mainly because our kids have kind of grown out of that stage in their lives. We still like the characters and we still know a bunch of people who are in that world, but um, there is a fan community for Disney characters and and I, randy being the person that has zero interest in them i know you'll find this hard to believe but there is a, a huge number of people who run those races only for the characters that the lines are uh, unbelievable and they were ridiculous this year there were there were 20 30 minute lines and this is why you're trying to run a marathon or a half marathon or 10k it's just bizarre
0: so that was going to be my next question was then were there characters that you had never seen before? You mentioned a couple of these especially unique characters. Had you never seen them before, and if you've never seen them before, did you wait in that line?
1: So fortunately for me, um, I and this is a hump, this is not a brag at all. I'm I'm a faster runner compared to most of the people that are running these Disney races. So I'm usually up at the front, and there's not many lines now for for people that are just there to have fun and messing around and stuff, the lines are going to be considerably longer and they're going to wait in those long lines. Really fortunate for me this year was a lot of those characters that I did want were actually out pre-race. And so I got uh, Monty and fat cat before the race and didn't even have to worry about stopping uh, when they were on the race course for another race. So, yeah, well, that, we have that, derailed that, the Run Disney podcast with character talk. Well,
2: no, but I, I think that's a huge part of the Run Disney experience. I mean, I, I know. Uh, so, Todd, you and I ran a, a race back in 2014, I believe it was, um, out at Disneyland, the inaugural Avengers run, which was a lot of fun. Um, but I, it, it was crazy for me because I was in kind of the back because I'd never run a race before. So I was in one of the later um One of the later uh corrals and by the time i got to the characters i mean the lines were so long and they were within like the first mile maybe two because disneyland you run through disneyland and then uh you know run through uh california adventure and then disneyland and then you're out of that and they don't put any you know only the characters are only in the park and so i literally stopped at none of them because I was just trying to weed, weed through the crowd at that point. They were so long, but um, I do know that people go, like you said, just to do the characters, and they're not worried about time. And, I mean, a lot of these people, I, I know they finish, but you can pretty much walk these if you want to and uh, and still get through.
1: Yeah, I think you. most people could walk a really brisk pace, but you need to be further up in the – you need to start a little earlier. You can't start in the back and walk. You you will get caught. But uh, but what I would say, Kevin, to to your point, is the Disneyland races are a different animal because Disney World property, they can put characters pretty much anywhere on their running route. So you'll have characters just on the roads. They're like, you won't be running down Ocala Parkway and, you know, there's a character there because, you know, Disney's Disney is on that property or whatever, Um uh, so they uh, they have characters throughout the races there. And, yeah, and, and that's the reason we started running is, uh, you know, when we had the character Fever, I saw a picture of Hades, and I had never met Hades before. Uh, he was kind of an unusual character back then. And I was like, all right, we're going to run a marathon. And that was when it started. It back in 08. So, so that- whenever people are
2: thinking about Marathon Weekend, what, what are some strategies because the reality of it is these things sell out in moments. Um, so what are some strategies people can use in order to actually get into a marathon if they're interested?
1: Well, the first thing you're going to do is go to Run Disney and you're going to sign up to get an email alert as to when the deadline is. Then, the, then Run Disney, well, when the sign up is and Run Disney alerts you as to exactly when the signups will happen. So my strategy is always to have my phone and a computer and maybe another computer open on my laptop, desktop. And then as soon as I can click uh, enter queue, I will do it. And whichever computer hits first, I that's the one I go with. Um, you're going to want to get your best Internet connection you can. Um, now, I will say there are only a few of these races that sell out like that. Um and I think the Disney marathon sold out this year like that because um just people it's the 30th anniversary. So sometimes on the anniversary years these things sell out faster and so it's a bigger deal on anniversary years. Um and uh, yeah and the other strategy would be if you can run for charity, if you have enough connections in the if you know enough people will donate to a good cause, you can usually get into any race Uh, getting a charity bib and what you'll do is you just go to the run disney website you click down the charity that you want to run for next year we'll be running for the national down syndrome association and we'll just click on that and you generally you raise you know i can't say for ndsa yet but generally it's between two and five thousand dollars and there are some there are some amenities that come with that some years and uh, I've, I've run for charities where they included your hotel room. I've run for some charities that included like a shirt and a dinner the night before. I've run for some charities that didn't do anything except maybe cheer you on while you're on the race course. So it just depends um, if you want to get into a race for sure. That's one way. The other way is you can pay more. Uh, Disney will always take your money. And there is the club run, the run, running club at Disney where you can pay a certain amount. I'm not exactly sure because it's out of my pay grade but you can join the uh, running club at Disney and that guarantees you spots into certain races also guarantees you uh, better corral spots for some races.
0: Randy's so I think, uh, well, I no, I no, I like all this. I mean, this is not my world, um, <laughs> but I, what I do like is the, the nonprofit thing. That is a, that is something I'm interested in not running but the nonprofit side. But, but I do like the idea that if you are um, broke and don't have a lot of money, and want to go run these races? You can, uh, you know, align yourself with some of these charities and raise. I, mean, I think Todd, you've told me now. This was probably ten years ago. You told me this, but I think you you can raise enough. If you raise enough, then you can cover pretty much the majority of the cost of your trip, right? Not just your entry fee, but the hotel. Maybe I don't know if they include food or not. But I mean, you could. They certainly would include your park ticket, right? So you could you could pretty much fundraise your whole trip. If you know, a, a certain percentage goes to this charity, um, it, I just think that's depend-
1: great. it just depends on the charity there, Randy uh, park tickets, probably not so much. Maybe some in the past have um, it has changed over the years. When we first started fundraising uh, you could basically what you would do is you would just run raise um, four times the amount of whatever your cost was. And, so a charity like uh, special kids or something like that, they're wanting you to do more and more because the more money you spend four times as much goes to them. So they're wanting you to
0: go with the grand Floridian. They're fine with right. it. They, because- they absolutely
1: want you to stay at the, at the contemporary, the poly. They want you raising that money and they want you doing all that stuff. And it, it benefits both of you now. We we run for different kind of charities now. We we pretty much just run for the race fee. Uh, it's, it's pretty much what we do now. Uh, we're just in a different place in life. We can sometimes we even register and then go ahead and just run for the charity. So
0: so I'll change subjects on us a little bit. If if uh, if I want to travel to Disney in January. I know that certainly the MLK Martin Luther King weekend is going to be one of the busiest weekends I would assume of January and certainly race weekend. is also going to be a busy weekend. If I'm not interested in the race as happens to be the case, then which would be the better weekend to go? Am am I better off going on a race weekend or am I better off going on MLK?
1: Well, it depends on the, where on the calendar new year's fits if the Disney World Marathon is closer to New Year's like it was this year uh, I would like so the sixth seventh and eighth I would definitely be interested in running going during Martin Luther King weekend because this the crowds were significant this year with the marathon crowds and the New Year's crowds not being out yet from what I understand it cleared out let me I'm gonna look at my calendar just to be to make sure I'm telling you the exact right information.
0: So you're Um, saying there might've been some schools that were out that whole first week of January hadn't quite got into school. And so that made it a busy weekend.
1: Right. So this year it was this, the marathon weekend was the fifth, sixth, seventh and eighth. From what I understand, the crowds kind of cleared out by the 11th. And from what, from what I understand, the marathon crowds were really still there um, until then. Next year, if you're just looking at the calendar for next year, it's going to be probably the same thing exactly. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna want to avoid Marathon Weekend. I would go for Martin Luther King Weekend because it's even worse next year because it's the fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. So it's um, you're definitely going to get the double down of the the twelve thousand five hundred people who ran the Disney Marathon and their families uh, plus the uh, plus the people who didn't run the marathon. Those are the people who ran the 5K and the 10K and a half are there too. And so you, we're talking 20,000, 25,000 people plus families. I'm going to guess it's about 30,000, 35,000 extra people there. Now, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I was going to say, I've, I've already looked at my kids' uh, school calendar, and I know we're out that entire week, so that first week of January. So I could imagine, you know, Kids, you know, families that go to my kid's school might still be down there and totally clueless that there's also a race weekend happening. And uh, I can imagine it being packed next year.
1: Yeah. And what I would tell families who are planning on going down there that weekend, there's really two things to avoid. I would avoid Animal Kingdom on Sunday of Marathon weekend. So I think you're good if you don't go to Animal Kingdom that day. I would also avoid Epcot on that Sunday and I would avoid Epcot on Saturday. So I would avoid Epcot over the weekend, uh, and then Animal Kingdom and Epcot on Sunday. Hollywood Studios, uh, Magic Kingdom, the marathon's really not going to cause you a lot of conflict those days because the runners will be out of Magic Kingdom before it opens, and the runners don't really run through much of Disney Hollywood Studios unless they change the route next year. Now, they they have changed the route route (laughs) quite a bit over the years. This year the route changed uh, a lot. Uh, Pretty much, a couple of the races completely different. So it was it was interesting. So do you
2: do you run through um, a lot of the hotels during this race, or do you run by any hotels? Kind of what's the no the path
1: the general path for the it just depends on which race you're talking about. But if you're talking about the Big Daddy, the marathon which I assume most people are most interested in. You're running a couple of miles, four or five miles, and then you hit Epcot. Then you're running four or five miles, and then you're hitting the Magic Kingdom. Uh, You you do pass the Contemporary, and then when you leave the Magic Kingdom, you'll pass the Poly and the Grand Floridian. And then you're headed over to Animal Kingdom, which is the longest stretch right there, that path Mm -hmm. between the Magic Kingdom and the Animal Kingdom. When you leave the Animal Kingdom, you're going to go straight to Blizzard Beach. You run the parking lot of Blizzard Beach, which is the most annoying stretch of the race. And then when you get out of Blizzard Beach, you head to DHS, where you run for less than, than, uh, it's like a couple of blocks, and you walk by there, and then you're on the boardwalk. So you head out of the boardwalk, so you run right in front of uh, Beach Club Yacht Club. Uh, And then you run into Epcot for your final stretch, and that's the final mile. Um, and that's a lot of running so yeah that's a lot of
2: running so uh, let let me ask this so I I know that a lot of runners are going to leave you know finish the race go back kind of maybe take a shower or whatever and then head to the parks have you found that that one park seems to fill up more than others during that day specifically or oh yeah yeah
1: you're gonna like I said you know Epcot's going to be the the park that draw, draws the marathon crowd, just because of you know, their adults who just burned, you know, three thousand calories. They're going to go try to get those back, and uh, then the, the Magic Kingdom is just always going to be popular. If you brought your family down there, people are going to go there. They don't, the reason I said avoid Animal Kingdom is because the runners go through there at about. From about 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock in the morning till about 10 o'clock, you're going to have runners running through Animal Kingdom, and they will allow runners to ride rides. They will skip to the front of the line of any ride. So you've got runners riding Expedition Everest. You've got runners riding Dinosaur. They are running the, uh, the, not the Dinosaur Ride, but the Triceratops Spin. You've got runners riding the teacups in Magic Kingdom this year. You had them running the, uh, Riding the uh, merry-go-round uh, carousel at Magic Kingdom. So those were new things for runners, but anyways. Did you say Triceratops spin? Yes. But that's no longer
2: available, right?
1: No, well, oh, you're right. The, the little Triceratops thing that's like the Aladdin carpets. The oh, little, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the okay, okay. D- Dumbo's kind of okay. thing. All right, you confused me for a minute. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> All right. So well, I didn't, I had no clue that you could ride rides. That is a new one. And what a cool thing. I love that. Yeah. though what they'll do is they'll put you in single rider for Everest. And then every once in a while, once the line gets long of runner, marathon runners, they'll make an entire car of marathon runners. So um, that's kind of a tradition that people do. It's kind of a bucket list thing for people uh, running the marathon. Uh, it I don't you know we've done a lot of these marathon shows over the years. Obviously the marathon is not the only race at Disney. In fact, next year starting in 2024, the Disneyland races return and those will return the weekend after marathon weekend. I don't love the time, timing of that because if you're somebody like me and you're somebody who likes doing the coast to coast races, that's an awful lot of time off work and that's a that's a quick recovery time from a marathon to another half marathon the next week. I'm not sure who thought of that, and I'm not sure if that was intentional. Part of me thinks it may have been intentional to kind of quell out some of the crowd that's going to, you know, besiege this sign-up for this Disneyland race, because the Disneyland races were very popular with the running community. I enjoyed it. (laughs) Yeah, there are good races, and I just don't know. The other races that are currently uh, up for Disney are the Springtime Surprise, which is a race that happens, obviously, in the spring. The the surprise is that they don't tell you what kind of race it's going to be until you sign up, and it's kind of like uh, they give you a distance, but they don't tell you exactly what kind of race it is. Like they surprised everyone with the return of the the Everest uh, Challenge, which – was not only a running race, but also had some physical challenges to it as well. And then there's also the Wine and Dine, which is obviously one of the more popular races uh, that's run every November at Disney World. And, of course, the Princess, which is a uh, predominantly female run half marathon. They don't disallow men from running it. In fact, I've run it once, but it is definitely mainly the ladies uh, running there at Disney World, the Princess half. And uh, that's a fun weekend. And that, that one fills up really fast, too. Well, I,
2: I don't have any other questions, Randy.
0: <laughs> no, I'm still I'm still boggled by they don't tell you what kind of run. And then you said they do tell you the distance. I didn't know there was any other kind other than runs measured by distance. I didn't know there were other types. So, well, there's, there's like tough just-
2: mutters.
1: You got tough mutters and you got like these obstacle course stuff, right? Yeah, and, then, and the Everest is not that. It's, I never ran it. That's one of the only races I never got to run, Disney. Uh, we just didn't do it. I I don't exactly knew what know what it was. I just know there were different challenges involved. It wasn't just straight running. Um, and when I say different races, like they had the Tower of Terror 10K, which basically means that it's a 10-mile run, and they have it themed for villains or whatever. And so they had that one time. The springtime surprise, they've been bringing back some of the old defunct races, like Race for the Taste, which was a old precursor of Wine and Dine, and uh, they they would do that.
0: So maybe by, by different types, they might have a different name, or they might have a different Correct. start and end point, or they might have different characters along the way. That would be right. different types of races.
1: Right. Now, there's just some things that, just to be aware of Run Mer- Run Disney Weekend, Uh, Just some things. Uh, The merchandise went like crazy this year. They tried to change it by doing a virtual queue. But I literally had people, from what I've been told, literally people would run in, grab a bunch of stuff, and start putting it on eBay immediately there in the place. And uh, people were saying it was just nut house. The Run Disney merch is just weird it really felt like run Disney was back this year it's the first time since I'm gonna say since 2016 or 17 where it felt like the fever was back like um, like everybody was excited and all in and and ready to do this so their their numbers had kind of dwindled until uh, anniversary except for anniversary years where it always spikes back up but this year it really felt Special again. It did. It really felt great. I always loved the race announcers. I just love the atmosphere. Um, and, uh, it's something I'll do year after year. Uh, I, th- I thought I was hanging up my running shoes this year and, uh, and I actually felt really good on the race course this year. So I may not be retired. So, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Do they still? So, is the pre
2: the pre race stuff? Is that that all still at the Wide World of Sports? Is that where they do
1: all that? Yeah, they do all that at the Wide World of Sports. Now, when I'm like the registration process and all that, yes, that's the Wide World of Sports. You start in the parking lot of Epcot, and it's kind of a party every morning, and that's kind of a fun thing. So it's it's a it's a really as I've told Randy and Rusty over the years anybody can do this 5k it's a it's the gateway drug to running even if you're not interested in doing it at all it's an experience to do it once uh you can briskly walk the 5k and you'll see crazy characters you'll see people dressed up in wild uniforms there will be exciting dance music playing the whole time it's just a lot of fun and it's uh it's a bucket list thing for a lot of people. I think a lot of people uh, need to do it once in their lifetime. So that person is not Randy, but uh, you should try it once. Well, that well, person was know. not me either, but I did it. I,
2: I did do it. You, you conned me into it. I, uh, I But I'm glad I did it. I mean, I, I was the guy who wanted one of those 0.0 stickers on their uh, vehicle because um, I was that guy. And then I don't know. I, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And uh, it, it was just a. I mean, if you're a Disney fan, there's just something. There's something unique about about these things. You did if you don't do it, I mean, you're 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 missing out on a really really neat experience for sure.
0: Now, Kevin, did you do the 5K? No, no, no,
2: no. We we went out. I, <laughs> so I I jumped straight into the half marathon. It's the only run, only race I'd ever run. It's the only race I've ever run to date, actually. Um, so no, I I didn't do anything before that. This was my my
0: my one and only. Well, I think, believe it or not, I could possibly maybe be convinced of the five k, but it would have to line up perfectly with the rest of life. But you know, I, I could I could see you know I could see maybe, but uh, I I can do a brisk walk for. So I mean that would be what, it's three miles, right? Five k would be about three miles. Three point yeah. one. So I could probably do that in an hour and a half, right? I mean, to thirty minutes a mile, You could, <laughs> I could probably do that, in,
1: do that. You could do that in fifty minutes, Randy. Come on.
0: No, like, I don't know about that, but
1: uh, well, so the the five k really is a part. They don't even time the five k, Randy. People finish in like two hours, and, and nobody yeah. cares.
0: It's that, just that be me. That'd it's be just me. a
1: fun time. It really you you run for half a mile on the streets of Disney. And then you hit Epcot and you spend two and two miles and a half in Epcot.
0: And just Honestly. Out. I mean, if, if you tell me, I, if I walk the five K, I can then eat 3000 calories. I think that might be <laughs> that's, a trade off. I'm willing to do.
1: No, see. That's the marathon, the marathon 3000 oh, calories. Well, yes.
0: Uh, you almost uh, had me almost. The, had
1: the five K you can get 350, 400 extra calories like that. So, uh, anyways, I you know, this, so we just close. wanted to keep, we wanted to keep this podcast light. Uh, we've done enough. Hey, here's what Run Disney is podcast over the years. Uh, Run Disney was fun this year. It was really good, really great. Not a lot of changes to tell you about. Um, they have replaced Oswald the Lucky Rabbit as the mascot of the 10K with Chippendale. Just for those of you who might want to know, Chip and Dale are now the mascots for the 10K. Uh, it's a lot of fun. If you ever wanted to sign up for a, for a Disney race, you should do it. Uh, and you're never too old to wish upon a star.